Right today, I want to handle one of the most important, what I find as one of the most important things about a believer's life. One of the most important things about a believer's life. And for the past two months, I've just been thinking about how I can perfect this art or the skill to master this uh, subject. I pray that the Holy Spirit will guide us through this all-important subject. I want you to pray again. I know you pray, but just ask the Lord to give us light. Father, we ask that you give us light. Flood us with so much light. We thank you. In Jesus' name. Amen. I want to speak on divine guidance. Or what people call direction. Direction. Divine guidance divine guidance the unbelievers understanding of god and the things of god are different from the believers understanding and you agree with me if you go out there the unbeliever has some very interesting things he has to say about god and about the worship of god and how things happen and most of the things that the unbeliever has been told about God are actually not true at all. And so as a believer, you can listen to an unbeliever say some things about God and you laugh. Some obviously know about some of the divine attributes, but they don't know the rest. Some of them feel that, okay, God is too powerful to even reveal himself to a person you know even in the old testament there were times that the lord revealed himself even angels revealed himself to some people and they thought they were going to die because they said they had seen god so they were going to die because the idea is or the idea was the divine encounter obviously was so overwhelming it was enough to kill anybody and some of these things they come to believe is buttressed by certain isolated or even certain occurrences and happenings. So they drew their own conclusions regarding how God does these things. Unfortunately, some of us are born again and we are still untutored. Our concept of God and spiritual thing is just like the unbeliever who has not been taught. In fact, some of us, the problem is not really that we don't know about spiritual things. We actually just confuse them. So we are not able to rightly divide the word of truth. So we have all the things in our mind and they are all there. 
And one of them is, how does God lead a person? You ask a question like this, and then everybody's confused. Because somebody remembered that the other day, God spoke with a loud voice. I am the God of your father Abraham. And so somebody is waiting for an audible voice. Another person remembered that over the other time, God revealed something to people in a dream. So as far as he's concerned, it has to be a dream. But where many people are most vulnerable is when it comes to prophets and prophetic intimations. In fact, it is right to say that God is sovereign and God is too big to be put in a box so God can lead us in any way. But if that is correct, then we have a problem. If God can lead us in any way, then how are we able to separate the deceptions? How are we able to separate the false from the true? If he can just lead us anyway. Now, driving through town, you can see a writing on a car and you know that this is God talking to you. Correct? It speaks to your heart so clearly. You know this is God talking to you. Or you see a writing on somebody's t-shirt and it was something you were thinking about and it just came so clear. You knew that there was God talking to you. Correct? So does it mean that that is how God talked to people? So if I want direction, I finish praying and I come out of my room and I'm looking for writings on people's t-shirts or I'm looking up writings on cars. So we need to understand how God leads us very clearly the scriptural methods of God's leadings. And then we can come back to the primary way God would lead us. Then we can look at second secondary or tertiary ways. And usually those things come as a confirmation. Hallelujah. Now I want you to know that in the New Testament, which is God's new program. By the way, the program God is running now, that's the program is going to run in eternity because it's a new and an eternal covenant. So it's a new and eternal testament. So the New Testament, God is not going to change it. Ladies and gentlemen, God is not going to change the New Testament program. So if you stay in the New Testament, you are safe because it's not going to change. What you see in the New Testament now, that is the program God is going to run forever. It's not going to change. But the Old Testament is past. It's past. So anybody who is not living in the New Testament, and you are taking your guidance from the Old Testament ways, very soon you will fall into deception. Have you realized right now that we have an unrestrained so-called prophetic direction people are giving people and nobody's able to do anything about it because the person says the spirit says and who are you to challenge that is why we have the bible that's why we have the guidelines here so we can say no 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 this is wrong well the spirit says we should now we can say it's wrong because it's not in the new testament well it's in the old testament but it's not in the new now you need to understand that the Old Testament was God's program with a fallen man. And at the center is the devil. At the center of it was 
the law of sin and death. That's why the Bible talks about the enmity of the law. So, it was a temporal program for the man of sin. I know the man of sin refers to the Antichrist, but let me just borrow that word. For the sinful man, God's program that he runs with us is New Testament. So you are safe, stay in the New Testament. So, divine guidance in the now is the leadings of the Spirit. The way God leads us today is by the leadings of the Holy Spirit. The leadings of the Holy Spirit. I found out that the most important thing for a believer is the leadings of the Spirit. That is what Jesus spent 30 years to learn. The real work was three years. He spent 30 years to learn obedience. To the leadings of the spirit. Jesus spent 30 years just to learn that. And once he had that. He spent only three years. In fact. He spent three days. Three days. To correct everything that was wrong. In all eternities. Once you master the leading of the Holy Ghost. Master. You can do in one day what has to be done in thousand years. Bible says he learned obedience through the things he suffered and being made perfect, he became the author of eternal salvation. Once he mastered it, he authored eternal salvation. Honey, if there's anything to learn, it is what Jesus learned. Obedience. Not obedience to the law. Because the Bible says, how come this man knows letters? Have you not learned it? How come this man learned letters? They were asking, that, how did Jesus know the law of Moses without learning it? He didn't learn obedience to the law because he didn't learn the law. He learned active obedience to the spirit. So you saw what happened. Jesus was so, would be led. So what happened is Jesus would take a step, 200 prophecies fulfilled. Another step, 200 prophecies fulfilled. Another step, one step, too many things happened because the man was that prophetic. So exact. The precision. It was what was in the heaven that he was replicating. Jesus was that prophetic. The kind of wisdom God had in creating the world. The kind of wisdom to employ supernatural laws. That's the one. And the Holy Ghost gave him that. That's what he learned. Now, at a point, the man was so filled with the Holy Spirit that the Bible actually says he was driven by the Holy Ghost. He had mastered leadings of the Holy Spirit to the point that he was literally driven. And I'm saying that even the man's temptations were scheduled. The Holy Ghost schedules Jesus' temptations. He was driven by the Holy Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted. Let me say something to you. The Israelites used 40 years for a 40-day journey. Think about this. That's a whole generation wasted. And that is how the world is going. 
Nothing is happening, though. The world is just going in circles. You know why? Because the world doesn't want to accept truth. So we are just getting knowledge, 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 knowledge. And if the knowledge is not true, you are fooling yourself. The percentage of truth in all the knowledge. Look at society right now. But the Bible says that the Holy Spirit will lead you into all truth. He will lead you into all truth. But how does the Holy Spirit lead us? How does the Holy Spirit lead us? You see, we need to get into the big picture first. And then we can narrow it down. Because you see, if we don't understand purpose, then our wisdom will be questioned. We agree that if somebody is looking for direction, the first question is, where? You just want direction. Where? So, these are things we need to look at first. We need to look at the big picture. If God is giving us direction, if man is giving us direction, if we are looking for direction, if we want to be led, the first question is, where are we going? Because if you don't know where you are going, every road leads you there. Now, if you know ultimately where you are going, you can miss some of the ways, but you can reroute. But if you don't even know where you are going to, you will be wondering. You will be wondering. You see, when it comes to leadings of the spirit, direction and all this, everybody immediately is thinking about instant decision. I need to make some business decision tomorrow. Or I want to marry. So I want to know if she's the one or if he's the one. Or I want to travel. I want to know if he's the one. Should I go? I should not go. Should I invest here? I should not invest here. That for many of us is a critical. And I can understand that. Because that's the most difficult. But when it comes to that one, decision making, there are many factors that will go into the final decision you make. But your discretion is fed by your wisdom. And that includes your experience, your previous encounters, your knowledge, your skill, what God said about the situation in the written word. All these things put together and the final umpire, judge, which is the inner witness, the peace and the joy in your heart or the still small voice. You quietly listen to your heart. So, we want to look at the big picture first. We're talking about our destination. Where is the Lord leading us to? It's important. What do we need the guidance for? Look at it. If you have the whole Dansuma map in your head, then you don't need a satellite navigator, right? So, here, 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 your head. How to navigate your way in life? God doesn't want to micromanage. Wake up, brush your teeth, 
don't wear this dress. Wear the other ring. Do this one. Now it's time to read a book. Do you think God will do that? No. So the guidance of God at certain critical times where you need to make a particular decision, you need that kind of help. But the general wisdom for life and how to go about life, he provides by training you and maturing you. For example, let me give you an example. I'm going to my house right now. Do I need anybody to help me to take me to my house? Why? My eye is working. My ear is working. Correct? My brain is working. I sit in my car. I'm going straight to my house. Hallelujah. So, how does God guide us? We want to look at the general ones. Then we can narrow it down on the specific. God's program ultimately is that we become like him. So that's our destination. Till we all come in the unity of the faith, the knowledge of the son of God to a perfect man, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. That is our destination. Where you become like Jesus in every way. That's our destination. That is it. So God will invest in our training and in maturing us. So he gave some apostle, prophet, pastor, and teachers to mature us. But we don't want to be trained. He said, follow me, I'll make you fishers of men. Look at that kind of leadership. You will become a fisher of men. Instead of just giving you the fish, you become the fisherman. So, the prophet, pastors, and all this were to train us, to equip us to become like Christ. We too, we want them to be giving us micromanaging. We don't want to become fishers. We want them to be giving us the fish. So, there is this training and teaching program that God hands in his guidance. In fact, the Bible says that I led you through the wilderness and allowed you to hunger for these 40 years that thou mayest know that a man does not live by bread alone. So even in God's leading program, he makes sure that you get it before he moves you. We don't just jump you because the purpose is not just running through school. The purpose is to develop something in you. He said a 40-year program. Now let me explain something here. When God took Israel out of Egypt, I can give it to you. Exodus chapter 13, verse 17 and 18. He said that though the way of the Philistines was short, it was 11 days. Though that road, the King James said near, was short or shorter, he didn't take them through that route. Because there was no Red Sea in that route. There was also no wilderness in that route. So though that road was short, he did not take them through that road. And the Bible says it was because he said, if they went by that road, they would see war and return. Which simply means that, I've given this illustration before. You see where I am? Now, I can just ask you to come up immediately. But knowing that you are afraid, 
I mean, actually, go here, go here, come here, come here, come here, and eventually come here. Now, some of those places, I didn't really, I just want to get you here. But to get you here, I know you, so I... Now, some of us, we don't look at the big picture. So, we hate discomfort. Now, let's just stay here for some few minutes. Let's just stay here for some few minutes. He said that, and it came to pass, when Pharaoh had let the people go, that God led them not through the way of the land of Philistines, although it was near. So, let's hold it. The first truth to establish here is that, God doesn't necessarily do his things the way men would do it. So the Bible says there's a way that's cement right unto a man, but the end thereof is a way of death. Fallen men operate by the principle of good and evil. But God operates by the principle of what? Right and wrong. In the flesh, decisions are made on good and evil. And it's all still death. We talked about that. There are a lot of good things that are still wrong, very wrong. And that's how people get deceived. They're doing good things, but they never do right things. The whole world system is just to rob it and paper, rob it and paper. They're just doing good or bad things. But in God, it's not about good or bad. It's about, it's between good and right. It's actually between right and wrong. And when it is wrong, even if it is good, it is still wrong. So, there's a way that cement right on to him, but the end thereof are the ways of death. It looks good. The tree looked good, but it was death. It was a tree of knowledge of good and evil, and yet it was still death. Because I'm not talking about that. So the unbeliever operates by the principle of good, but the believer must operate by the principle of right. And the right is what the spirit says. So God said these people will see war and then go back to Egypt. And God led the people about. Did you see it? About through. It was actually round. It was a longer journey. But it was still 40 days, not 40 years. The Israelites made it 40 years. Why? Because the simple lesson that man doesn't live by bread. Oh, they didn't even understand that the hunger in the wilderness was because God wanted to teach them. That man does not live by bread alone, but by the word. Because there was no way in the wilderness he made a way. There was no way through the Red Sea he made one. No bread in the wilderness. But because God spoke it, food came. And he gave us manna. Can he furnish a table before us in the wilderness? Can he give us meat? God gave them meat. I mean, health insurance. In the wilderness, for 40 years, nobody's foot was swollen. Nobody was sick. You are exposed to every, all the virus. You are exposed to every disease in the wilderness. You don't get it. How are you going to manage the cold at night? How are you going to, they say we're going to travel night by day. How are you going to do it? He said, once I say it. And this was the lesson they spent 40 years learning. So, the way God will lead us is by faith. This is what a lot of believers don't know. The way God leads us is by faith. He says, you live by the word of God. So God will lead us by faith. Hello? 
this whole journey to the promised land was, a, was, was faith. And I've been teaching this every time that the manna was not a magic formula that when you eat, you see, it was angel's food that we were eating. And you couldn't eat angel's food and be sick. So when these guys were eating manna for 40 years, nobody was sick. Angel's food. Then they said, no, 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 no. We are fed up. We want garlic. We have missed onions. We have missed cucumbers. Mitrese, we have missed the salad of Egypt. So they asked for it. And then God gave, and then they said, want meat. And God gave them feathered fowls, meat. But the meat couldn't do what manna did. You understand? So go ahead and take all your food supplements. But also make sure that man does not live by bread alone. The word of God. Do you know that right now, medical doctors are coming to agree that intermittent fasting brings more results than food itself. In fact, right now, it is an accepted fact that intermittent fasting, it just does everything. You want to detox, you don't need another food. It was Alexander was asking that, ah, this thing about weight loss, why are we fooling ourselves? If you want to lose weight fast. And it's now that the whole thing is making sense. It's very simple. But it will take you round. People will take your money. They will do everything. They will take you round, 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 round. That thing is simple. Just fast. Now, and God has been saying this all the while. Now they realize that fasting just does everything. As a matter of fact, the number one anti-aging remedy is fasting. Amen? I humbled thee and suffered you each man which you know not. Neither did your fathers know that he might make you to know that man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God. You may say there are many reasons why they went through the wilderness, why God took them to the wilderness, but this was the most important reason for the wilderness journey. Now, many of us are not able to figure out why God kept you in Kofiria for eight years? Why God kept you on that job for this year? Why God kept you without a car for this number of years? Why God? Many people don't even see that. And the lessons they need to learn quickly and move on, they don't learn. At Kadesh Benir, the people were still eating manna, but they started dying. Why? Because those who were sent into the promise to go and bring the gospel, the good news, the New Testament, Christ, the gospel, that gives the real life. They went and brought evil news. Unbelief started killing them. They were eating the manna, but they were still dying. Now, the primary way God led the Israelites was through the pillar of cloud and the by day and a pillar of fire by night. The Holy Ghost. That's how God leads us. But look at it. The pillar of cloud provided a light 
spirit of wisdom and revelation, light. Because if the whole place were dark, we would not be able to just navigate our way. So, what you actually need is light. You need light. That is why in the New Testament, the Bible talks about the spirit of wisdom and revelation. In the knowledge of him. Because we said the ultimate purpose of all the direction is to become like him. So if you can call people's telephone numbers and their addresses. It is zero if you don't know the Lord. They say if I can speak with the tongue of angels and men and I don't have love. Because the ultimate knowledge of the Lord is love. It says, I'm just making noise. And it says if I have the gift of prophecy that I can understand all mysteries. And I don't have love, which is the knowledge of the Lord. They say, I am nothing. But you see, we think that the purpose of revelation is, is revelation. The purpose of revelation is to know the Lord. So if I can see all the demons in the air, I can see everybody's thing, I can see, know everything about... If that revelation doesn't translate into knowing the Lord, you are still getting a direction without a destination. And you are still lost. The way God led Israel, in the book of Deuteronomy, they say it was like the way the eagle leads the eaglets. What's the meaning of that? Faith. You know that mama eagle will carry the eaglets, teaching them to fly. Take them so high and lift them. And you see them struggling. And then when they are falling, the mama eagle will just come under them. Then take them up again. Trying to help them open their wings. Bible says that is how the Lord led you. As an eagle started up the net. We can start from here. This mama eagle, she so kind that will bring fresh meat, fresh blood to the eaglets. One day will come and start doing something crazy. To just start destroying the nest. Destroying the nest. Time to fly. Time to fly. And then we just carry these eaglets. Flutter over her young. Take them very high and drop them. And then when they are about to crash, it will come under them. It will repeat this for some time and then the eagles or the eaglets will learn to fly. Now, so we say, that is how the Lord alone did lead him. This is how God led Israel. So, one of the ways God will lead us. In fact, the way God will lead us, we say it's by the Holy Spirit. But the way he will do it is by faith. You know, that's how come you don't get everything figured out. You know, sometimes people wonder, why is this God so difficult? Make things easy for us. So, they prefer to go to Jujuman. And now that there are prophets who can tell them everything, they prefer to go to a prophet. Make the thing simple. Just tell me to do this, not to do this, and simple. They don't understand that God wants you to develop your wisdom, your faith. There are sometimes God won't even speak to you. He wants to see your level of faith and your wisdom. He says, okay, I won't talk. Now, let's see what you do under the situation. Under this situation, let's see how you handle it. You ever heard how people advise God and God said, oh yeah, it's a good idea. <laughs> people have grown to that level. You too, you want to be micromanaged. Stop, move, take one step, go right, go left, go right, do this. And God like, like seriously? When are you going to use your something? So, one of the ways God is by faith. 
He also leads us by love. That is the sheep. The eagle one is the faith. The sheep one is love. You know, the Bible says that the good shepherd, your rod and your staff, look at that, even the rod and the staff. You should have said that your rod and your staff will just hit my head. I say your rod and your staff comfort me. The way to lead a sheep actually is out of love. The concept of sheep, if you love me, feed my sheep. This whole idea about sheep thing is about love. So he leads us by faith, but he also leads us by love. Now, what's the meaning of that? You see, the life of God is actually revealed in his love. And that is the fulcrum of all the other manifestations and all other virtues. So what happens is that, let me use a child as an example. Any child that grows with milk and affirmation will turn out well. All a child needs is milk and affirmation. That's all. Love. That's what a child needs. Psychologists are all agreed today that any child that doesn't receive love, he will look for it for the rest of his life in different ways. He would, that child will just not be correct. There will just be always something wrong with that child. Now you need to understand that true love includes some discipline. Correct? Yes. He that he loves, he disciplines, right? It comes to, so that's why we have the staff and the rod, right? But the point here is that all our self-concepts, okay, self-image and self-esteem come from the knowing that we are loved and accepted. Every wrong behavior is a deviation from this knowing. It's a deviation from this knowing. So, a believer cannot even walk in faith if he's not sure of God's love for him. In fact, faith works by love. The reason why we fall down and rise is because we know we are loved. Or that would have, we would quit. We would stop trying. We would quit trying, right? The reason why we keep following is because we are sure of his love. This is what he said. He said, I know my sheep. My sheep hear my voice and they follow me and I give them eternal life. Right? John 10, 27. My sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. If I want you to read this whole chapter, it talks about a lot of interesting things, how a stranger's voice, they will follow. You see, so sometimes I want to ask people who stray and follow strange voices if they are really the sheep of God. Pastor Doris, yeah, she can even tell us, she can tell us more. And the midwives are here, they can tell us more. I understand that when a baby is born, she is placed on the chest after delivery she's placed on the chest of the mother and instinctively she springs and moves towards the breast is that correct Inst instinctively 
the baby just moves towards the breast. Look, if a baby is crying, everybody is crying, the baby is crying, his eyes are closed. Crying, crying, crying. As soon as he gets into the arm of a mother, the baby knows. Correct? We know our father's voice. When God is talking to you, you will know. When a strange voice is also talking to you, you will know. And as Angle was talking about how a demon changed into an angel of light and came to him. Like an angel. He said, as he looked at this angel, there was a never-ending darkness in his eyes. That one couldn't hide. As I look at him, there was just some darkness in his eyes that could not hide. If your prophet has some cuckoo, cuckoo under his <laughs> under his pulpit with blood, and that's a church you have been going to always, you just realize there's just no. I know there's something not right here. You will know. You will just know there's something. You don't have to see any vision. You will know that something is not right. You may not know immediately, but when you are dealing with wrong people, you will, after a while, you will know. But the problem is, many times we are waiting for visions when you should just be listening to your inner man, the peace and the joy, the restlessness, the uneasiness inside. He leads us by his written word. He leads us by his written word. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. So, you have the map in your mind. When it becomes critical, you can use the GPS, which is the inner witness. But you have the map, so you keep going. I know the way to my house. But assuming I travel a little and by the time I come, JM has changed the whole Dansuma into America. And then I come and then I come. Like, ah, all these skyscrapers were not here. All these story buildings were not here. Where's my house? Then I can use the GPS. He said, go behind this, go right, turn left. 300 meters, you see another red. Do you understand? Then you can listen to your inner witness. But other than that, use the map. Hallelujah. But the word of God is a blueprint. It is called a more sure word of prophecy. It doesn't change. There's no way you can go wrong with the word of God. It's safer. More sure word of prophecy. Reverend Dean Brown says what? He prophet, Manasseh gives 100 prophecies and they all still come to pass. The Bible is still a more sure word of prophecy. That's what the Bible says. So, you're asking God to say what he said again. And he said again and again and again and again. Thy word have I put in my heart that I am not sin against you. The word of God has a way. It will lighten your path. It's a lamp unto your feet. So, the way God leads us. What am I supposed to do? You are born again. What am I supposed to do? That's not to get another prophet to show you what to do with your life. Study the word and commune with the Holy Spirit. The anointing will teach you everything. 
Amen. So he leads us by the word of God. The Bible says that let all souls be subject to higher powers. He was talking about authority. So we are clear as to a believer's attitude in relation to government and public office or authority. We pay tax. We do all that. Bible talk about that in Romans chapter 13. So we know the will of God regarding those things. We saw Daniel and uh, an unbelieving king. We saw how God used him. We saw Moses and Pharaoh. We see Nehemiah and uh, King Atazasus. We see Esther and all those people. We know that the Bible says that there's no authority but that which comes from God. So there are the basic ordinances that helps us live quiet and peaceable life in society. Now, the Bible says that when you do good, the same person, God will use the same unbeliever in higher position to promote you because he's God's minister. It's true that some of our justice system may not be very fair. It's obviously, it's not perfect. But we need to understand that in God's wisdom, there are certain things that may not change immediately. But God has shown us how we can, with the situation, become better. For example, they say that if you are born again, you are not going to marry an unbeliever, right? But if you had married an unbeliever already and you're born again, you don't have to leave the man. Now, he can make things difficult for you, but the Bible says that the man can even be won without you preaching. Once he beholds your chaste behavior coupled with fear as the man sees your humility your meekness it's a sermon to him so you can use a situation like that to develop your own virtues what happens if the man even never recognizes your humility you don't have anything to lose the bible says in the sight of god is a great price so you are still winning as for him he's just a man his time will pass so you don't have anything to lose even in situations where people who are above you are wrong or doing the wrong thing. You keep doing the right thing. We need to know this. If not so, we'll be looking for perfect situations in life and running away from every situation. The Bible says we glory also in tribulation for tribulation worketh patience. So some of the virtues, God will allow some people in your life and will put you in certain situations to develop some virtues out of you. Now, I was mentioning people in authority because God can use your parents. Jesus was the son of God. There was so much understanding he had, and yet Bible says he submitted to the parents and increased in wisdom. Sometimes your submission to even earthly parents, they may not be born again, can help you 
in life. Of course, you must have the discernment to know when their suggestions conflict the word of God. You know, Jesus said, I must be about my father's business. Jesus knew he was born for this. But then he decided to submit himself to his parents and he increased in wisdom. Because actually, Jesus was not supposed to start at 12. He was supposed to start at 30. So, sometimes we may think we are doing the right thing or we know the right thing, but as we submit to God's authority, we get more wisdom. I'm saying this because God has placed some people in society and in our lives to help us. That is God's ordinance. And if we submit to them, it will help us. Assuming you are in a school and you don't want to submit to the school authorities, what's going to happen? But when we even come to God's house, there are certain times that our pastors and our church leaders can be of great help to us in making certain decisions. Am I correct? You know why? Because God never leaves himself without a witness. I said what? If the spirit is leading you to do something, he will confirm it. At the mouth of every two or three witnesses, a matter is established. Because sometimes we just go on our own way. You alone, you are just going your own way alone. And you say it's the spirit of God that is leading you. Well, if it's the spirit of God that is leading you, there will be a confirmation that you're on the right path. Hello? Before Jesus even spoke to me that I was going to be a prophet, other prophets had picked it. And many people had picked it. When Paul met Jesus on the way to Damascus, he didn't give him his life mission statement instantly. He said, you go to the city, you'll be told what to do. And Ananias didn't tell him everything. Ananias just made sure that you receive your sight, be baptized, and then your eyes, you should see. Then he went further to go and see God's face. But the point here is that he said, go to the city to be told you what to do. And all through the Bible, you see mentors. You see people mentoring others. The last time we had a guest speaker, an elderly man, Reverend Crawford specifically, and he was saying that he thinks that the reason why many people go off is they stop submitting to somebody. They don't have mentors. And it's very uncomfortable and very difficult at a point in your life when you have gray beard to still want to submit to somebody. But that's the wisdom. Hallelujah. Now I'm bringing this in because God can use, he said whatever you bind on earth is bound in heaven. When church leaders or church members agree on something, it has the backing of heaven. Yeah. He said when somebody does something, tell him. If he doesn't want to listen to you, call two or three witnesses. If you won't listen to that, call the church leaders. If you won't listen to anybody, he should be like a publican. So, this divine authority is also needful. Look at Jesus. He was the son of God, all that. But he had to come for John the Baptist to baptize him. Then, the last one is circumstances and events. Circumstances and events. And that's last. 
Because people always want to use circumstances and events to determine the will of God. No. If Paul were to be living in our days, we would say, who is this man of God? He's under a curse. He needs deliverance. You alone, every time you, you preach, they will beat you. He may not be driving our four wheels and be doing all these crazy things people are doing in town. Because our theology, our modern theology says that you can't be a man of God and be in prison. And I don't know where we got that from. So your circumstance does not determine whether you are in the will of God or not. But it is true that God can use some circumstances to speak to you. He said, go to the porter's house. What I want to say now, you understand it. When you sit by the porter, you get a picture clear. The word of the Lord will come to you. So sometimes your circumstance, God, your circumstance, like take care of the sheep. He took care of the sheep for several years. Now you can take care of human beings. That was what happened to David. In fact, most of the people God used in the Bible, in the Bible were shepherds. If you can't take care of sheep, you can't take care of people. The Bible says if you can't take care of your own house, you can't take care of God's church. So sometimes there are certain circumstances and events that reveals God's will. You can tell that God is using this circumstance to speak to me. But that should not be done in isolation. You need an inner witness. You need two or three witnesses. God can use a particular event to create wisdom, develop wisdom in you. Jesus learned obedience through the things he suffered. That's how he learned wisdom, through the things he suffered. So God can use your circumstances to speak to you, to teach you, to train you. It's true. But circumstances in, in themselves are not enough revelation of God's will. So I've given you the whole picture of divine guidance and leadings. But the most important is how God leads us today. We said it's by what? The Holy Spirit. He will lead us into all truth and by the inner witness. So about the Holy Spirit, God leads us by the Holy Spirit. He leads us into all truth. We have the seven spirits of God, four out of the seven spirits of God or four out of the seven anointings has got to do with discernment. The spirit of wisdom and understanding, knowledge, counsel. You see? So, God will use all this thing to lead you. The Bible says, the anointing you receive of him abides in you. You don't need anybody to teach you anything, but that same that anointing is in you, teach you all things and it's true and it's not a lie, abide in him. So the anointing, which is still the Holy Spirit's power in you, will teach you. Then the infeelings, we talk about how Jesus was filled to the point that he was even driven by the Holy Ghost. Then the inner witness of joy and peace. These two fruits of the Spirit, they go together. We call it the anointing within. That's what helps you. Your inner sense of, you know, I mean, your contentment. Every good feeling comes out of this. Bible says, you shall go forth with joy and be led with peace. Isaiah 55, 12. So we saw that the way we are led is by peace. So we talked about that. Then the still small voice. That is, you are quiet and then you hear God's voice in your heart. These are the ways God leads us by his spirit and it's extremely important amen the gifts of the spirit 
I didn't mention that. The gifts of the spirit. Word of wisdom. God give you. At the spell of the moment. You know what God knows. Word of knowledge. At the spell of the moment. You know what God knows. Word of wisdom. At the spell of the moment. You have the wisdom of God. Prophecy. You can see exactly what God is saying. At the spell of the moment. All these gifts of the spirit. Yes. In addition to the things I've mentioned about the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. You remember discernment, descending of spirit? God open your eyes into the realm of the spirit. But don't get too fascinated. Amen. The problem is that people are looking for the spectacular. So they miss the will of God. They think that the will of God is always in the spectacular. I must have a burning bush experience. I must be knocked down on the way of Damascus and see a light shining brighter than the sun. Eh? Some people before they spoke in tongues, it was lightning and thundering. But some people, they didn't even fall down. They didn't even cry. They started speaking in tongues, right? So the smartness is the spectacular. The Bible says that there was an earthquake, a strong wind and fire. But God was not in the fire. He was not in the earthquake. He was not in the wind, but in a still small voice. So sometimes we think that we have to see the spectacular to know that this is God. But God is not always in the spectacular. Amen. Especially in the New Testament. You may never hear an audible voice. Of, you may never hear it in the New Testament. You may not. If you have it, fine. Maybe a special encounter. But usually it will be the still small voice. My popular example is, ah, I'm in the room with my wife and I want to talk to my wife. Why should I be shouting it out for everybody to hear? The Holy Ghost is in your heart. He wants to talk to you. He will whisper, especially the most intimate things about you, he will tell you quietly. It's not for public consumption. But you know, we like the shows. Dito, prophet, can I go deeper? Yes, go deeper. Go deeper. Go deeper. Can I go deeper? I see Emmanuel on your forehead. What's your name? Emmanuel. Hey. Anyway, sometimes those entertainments are okay. Can I go deeper? I see 32. 32, how old are you? I'm 32. I see 34, 34, how old are you? 34. Can I go deeper? Brother, go deeper. Go deeper, go deeper. Amen. If you are a visitor here or you are a guest, you may think that we don't believe in the prophetic. We believe in the prophetic. We prophesy. Oh, we prophesy everything. But you see, the surpassing knowledge of the Lord. Ah, I count all these things by dying for the excellency of the knowledge ministering the spirit can be so helpful sometimes you need to make a decision listening to the law can be so difficult though it's supposed to be easy it's because God wants to you see, he wants to mature your discernment hallelujah T.D. was talking about how God told Abraham go to the mountain Moriah was a range of mountains. How would you know the very spot? Just go, I'll show you where you're going. He didn't even know where he was going. God said, I want to, I'm training you in discernment. 
So figure it out. Figure it out. Hallelujah. That's how come revelations are coded. You have to decode it. Work it out. And it can be so helpful sometimes when you get to a meeting like this and then you receive a word from God, a prophecy. Sometimes it makes things easy. Sometimes it's so comforting. Amen. In the New Testament, most of it has got to do with preaching. Because it's just to confirm, basically, everything that the Lord is to you. It's to comfort you and to edify you. Once a while, the predictive and other things will come in. It's not supposed to be the major. But we have made that one the major. Every prophecy must point to Christ. In fact, that is how come you don't see the things you see in the Old Testament and the New Testament. Because everything was supposed to be Christ. And once it's come, everything's about him. And sometimes we focus so much on ourselves. Because Charlie, life is hard. Ah, the economy. Once the things are tough, everybody's complaining. So everybody's just thinking about himself. So everybody's just thinking about himself. Instead of looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. Amen. The most important things to you is your destiny. Your destiny. God's ultimate. Why you were born. What God asked for you. And you may not get every step right. But God has given you a guarantee that you end up well. You need this faith because that's what keeps you on. That's how you move. You live by the word. And you are led by the Holy Spirit. You need this faith. You need this assurance. You need to know that he loves you enough. So I want you to talk to God. Some of you have to make decisions regarding marriage. Education. Job. Some of you are even thinking of resettling. Moving from your community into another part of town. Some of you are thinking of changing jobs changing some of you are thinking of going to settle overseas some of you want to go do your masters overseas some of you are even thinking of what course to do next all the wisdom is coming from the Holy Spirit Ask him to help you make the best decisions. Most importantly, I want to learn how to be led by the Spirit of God. Jesus learned obedience to the Holy Spirit. He learned how to be led and that was the secret of his success. That is the secret of our success. The secret of our success would be learning Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus.